BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we thank you for joining us. Depopulation. Because to some, there are just too many people in this world. Climate change control. Because, well, there are those who simply want control over every facet of our lives. Takeover of private property. Because these we before mentioned have gone on record saying under their global leadership, we will one day own nothing and be happy. For Christians, in the big picture, we understand that we are all renters. But who do these elitists, such as Bill Gates, really think they are telling us how to live, move, and have our being? In September of 2022, yes, just last month, VCY hosted a listener rally in southeast Wisconsin. Speaking was noted journalist, author, researcher, educator, and consultant Alex Newman. His topic was Exposing the Great Reset. What is the Great Reset, you ask? Well, God willing, with the rebroadcast of this rally both today and tomorrow, you will come away with a much better understanding of where our world today is going and how our lives and the lives of our loved ones will surely be affected. What many dismiss as conspiracy, Alex here contends that we in America and the world are at the edge of history, unless God intervenes. After Jim Schneider gave formal introduction to Alex, he began his presentation. Hey guys, uh, what a tremendous honor to be here. Thank you guys. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I, I feel so blessed to be here with you guys. I feel so blessed to have connected with, um, with BCY America. Uh, God is doing extraordinary things through this ministry. And so for all those who, who gave to the ministry, for all those who gave during the last uh, fundraiser they had, thank you. Uh, God is really doing incredible things here. Um, we have a, a lot to discuss today, and it's really heavy, but I wanted to start with a little personal story. Uh, my grandpa, you know, he's one of those lifelong Republicans, just... Election comes around, he doesn't bother researching the candidates or the issues, he just votes Republican. Because why not, right? Well, 2020 comes around, and we find out he voted for Joe Biden. Uh, that's what we said, right? <laughs> What's going on here? So, uh, emergency family meeting. Um, it, it, it didn't take long for us all to agree that this never would have happened if Grandpa was still alive. <laughs> no, just, just kidding. I, I'm not picking on Democrats or... But uh, vote fraud is real, folks, and we need to keep saying it. Uh, and it has consequences. Um, and uh, one more. You know, what, what's the difference between uh, California and the Titanic? The lights were on. That's right. The lights were on while the Titanic was going down. Not so for California. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw that they just banned uh, engines, uh, traditional engines. And then right after that, they said, by the way, please don't charge your electric cars because our power grid is under stress. So... Uh, True story. True story. Uh, and this gives you a little bit of an introduction into the Great Reset, folks. Uh, before we get into the bad news, and there's a lot of bad news, but stay till the end. There is good news as well. Um, I want us to keep this scripture in mind as we go. Uh, everything that we talk about, just ask yourself this question, right? Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our King, he said it twice. He's quoted twice in the Gospels. He that is not with me is against me. That means there's two options and only two options. There's no neutral ground. There's no, hey, let's wait and see how this turns out, and then I'll pick a side, right? There's only two. Uh, and if you don't know which side you're on, you're probably on the wrong side. So keep that in mind as we go. Uh, I want to start with the Great Reset. You know, when I first wrote about the Great Reset, I believe I wrote the first article in the American media about the Great Reset, and I had a lot of people tell me I was being a conspiracy theorist. Uh, the big uh, newspapers, oh, conspiracy theorists are whining about this imaginary thing called the Great Reset. Well, it's not imaginary. I actually watched them announce it. So it's a project of the World Economic Forum, and they brought in a bunch of people. Uh, and 
there's so much to this. They're, they're literally talking about transforming every aspect of our lives. And so Jim told me I only had eight hours, so we're only going to do a, a review of a few of the, Just kidding. We'll be done in an hour and 15. But um, we're going to do a very quick review of a very small handful of topics. Recognize that the Great Reset is much broader than what we're going to have time to cover today. But uh, they are working for neo-feudalism, and we'll get to that. Transhumanism. They believe they're going to evolve themselves into gods. I know that sounds crazy. But I've got the receipts. Actually, about a third of what we're going to do today is watch these people speak for themselves. Because some of this stuff is so outrageous, it's so ridiculous, there's no way I could expect people to believe little old me. So I brought the receipts. You can hear it from them. Uh, they want drastic population reduction. They think there's way too many of us. Right? God said, be fruitful and multiply. But apparently, he didn't know that one day there'd be 8 billion people and we needed population control. Imagine that. Um, they're brainwashing our kids in government brainwash camps. Ultimately, they want what they call a new world order, great reset. I view it really as just a new marketing term for this. And we'll talk a little bit about the deep state and the antichrist agenda. Now, uh, this is Dr. Evil. I don't know where his white cat went, but um, he's his better known as Klaus Schwab. And uh, this is what I watched, right? When I, when I did that article about the Great Reset, I watched these guys give eight hours of talks. So it was very bizarre to be accused of being a conspiracy theorist, right? Conspiracy, by definition, is secret. These people were broadcasting this in the open. But here's Klaus Schwab. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system for the need for the post-corona era. Okay, and uh, we've got him again. But we have another choice. We can build a new social contract, particularly integrating the next generation. We can change our behavior to be in harmony with nature again. And we can make sure that the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution are best utilized to provide us with better lives. In short, we need a great reset. We, we need, need a, a great, great reset. reset. Okay. <laughs> so creepy. I, I can't imagine why they would have picked this guy to be the front group for their, for the front man for their great reset, but they did. And, um, I think you heard him there. He said these technologies of the fourth industrial revolution. We're going to spend a little bit of time on that today because it's very significant. Uh, like I said, Great Reset is just a, a rebranding of something they've been working on for a long time. You've probably heard Build Back Better, New World Order, I mean Order, uh, Green New Deal, right? So they got a lot of these marketing terms. Now, Klaus Schwab did us a big favor. Uh, they know that most of us don't read. Most of us can't read. Those of us who can read don't usually do that. So he wrote a book where he outlined basically the general plan. It's called COVID-19, The Great Reset, okay? Uh, and he says in this book, life is never going to return to normal. Folks, forget about it. Never going to happen. He said, the world as we knew it in the early months of 2020 is no more. It's dissolved in the context of the pandemic. He says the changes are so big that in the future we'll look back at, instead of before Christ and Anno Domini, we're going to have before coronavirus and after coronavirus. Here he is talking about this. So people assume uh, we are just going back uh, to the good old world which we had. Um, and everything will be normal again in how we are used to normal, in the old fashion. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. Um, the the uh, cut which we have now um, is much too strong uh, in order not to leave traces. It's fiction. It will never happen. Okay? We're not going back. So say these great resetters. Now, uh, before we get to Antonio Guterres, this is the head of the United Nations. I call it the United Abominations. And um, he is a very interesting character. He actually was the leader of the Socialist International, the largest global organization of socialist and communist parties in the world. They govern about half of the countries on the planet at any given time. Uh, they have political parties as members that have the blood of millions of innocent people on their hands. And so, perfect guy to run the UN. Here he is talking about how wonderful the Great Reset is. This, is, this was when they originally announced the Great Reset. He was one of the uh, key speakers. The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. As you rightly say, it is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate, and rebalance our world. Yeah, the Great Reset. Now, here is, uh, he was Prince Charles at the time. Now he is King Charles. Big fan also. <laughs> A golden opportunity to seize something good from this crisis. 
its unprecedented shockwaves may well make people more receptive to big visions of change and global crises like pandemics and climate change know no borders and highlight just how interdependent we are as one people sharing one planet. Yeah, so crises are going to make people receptive to big visions of change. I wonder how they knew that. Now, uh, last but not least is the head of the International Monetary Fund, which they're grooming to turn into the Global Central Bank. Her name is uh, Kristalina Georgieva, Bulgarian communist, also excited about the Great Reset. History would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset. All right, the great opportunity for the reset. So with that in mind, it's very strange that somebody would say it was a conspiracy theory to talk about the Great Reset. You have some of the most powerful people on planet Earth openly talking about the Great Reset. Now, granted, they didn't put it on the front page of your local fake newspaper. They didn't talk about it on the big networks. But the elites all knew it was going on, and it was broadcast on the Internet. Okay, now, uh, they actually put this little video out. They call it Eight Predictions for 2030. Some of you have probably seen this, but I want to go through some of these points to break down what is going on here. Again, this is a video from the World Economic Forum. They put this out, not me. And here's what they think is coming by 2030. I, I say it's better seen as a wish list rather than predictions, but here we go. I do it in Klaus Schwab's voice, right? You will own nothing. But you'll be happy. <laughs> you'll have to rent everything. So somebody's going to own stuff. It's just not going to be you. Okay? So the U.S. won't be the world's superpower. They're working on that right now. We're seeing the controlled demolition of our country. They're going to bring up communist China and other powerful nations to run the global system. They claim they're going to 3D print our organs. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but yeah, a lot of bonkers things in here. No more steak for you, right? You get to eat bugs. We'll come back to that. True story. I think I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, apparently we're going to save the world by eating cockroaches. Uh, climate change is going to cause a billion people to come. You know, you thought the last open borders crisis was bad. Wait till a billion people show up and you got to integrate them and welcome them. Right. Uh, by the way, that gas you exhale, carbon dioxide, scientists call it the gas of life. It's a toxic pollution and you need to pay taxes on it. You got to put a global price on carbon, you evil carbon-based life forms, you. And uh, something about aliens, we'll save that talk for another day, but uh, yeah, aliens. That's them, again, not me, right? aliens. Yeah, very bizarre. And then Western values represented by McDonald's, because why not, right? Um, so, uh, you know, again, they call these predictions, but uh, this guy here, uh, very, very influential behind-the-scenes guy. His name is Peter Schwartz, and uh, he's probably the world's leading what's called a scenario planner. And so he comes up with scenarios about what's going to happen in the future. And uh, he is probably, like I said, the best in the world at this. He's a key part of the World Economic Forum. He's working very closely with Klaus Schwab. And uh, what they do is they come up with different scenarios for what might happen. And it's basically like writing a movie script. Okay, so this might happen. If that happens, then we do this to respond. So with that in mind, uh, that's really, I think, how we need to understand these 2030 predictions. And we're going to break down some of them. Yes, you will, Alex. But we are up against a break. Crosstalk Today features Alex Newman's presentation exposing the Great Reset from the VCY rally in September of 2022. Today is only part one of a series that God willing will take us through tomorrow. When we continue, the globalists say that we Americans will very soon own nothing and be happy. Alex helps us make sense of that one when we continue. By the way, have something to write with. In the next segment, we will also tell you how you can get a copy of this on DVD that includes Alex's powerful PowerPoint presentation. It is a must-see. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, what happens to a fossil when it's buried? Chris, a buried fossil quickly begins to decompose. It's relentlessly attacked by bacteria eating away at the organic material. Recently, however, several fossils have been discovered with the original organic material intact. Here's a couple examples. Soft dinosaur tissue was found, supposedly over 65 million years old. Elsewhere, clam fossils were found with the organic muscles holding the two shells together, supposedly 200 million years old. Now, evolutionists are committed to the millions of years idea, so they overlook this obvious evidence for rapid recent burial. Chris, it looks like a rapid burial event happened not very long ago. I think that's the great flood of Noah's day that's mentioned back in Genesis. 
To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT. This is Crosstalk on the VCY America Radio Network, online at crosstalkamerica.com. Coming up, details on how you can own the rally that we are broadcasting today in its entirety on DVD, Exposing the Great Reset, which includes all of Alex Newman's powerful PowerPoint presentation. So just before the break, Alex was about to talk more on how, according to the globalist elite, we here in America will very soon own nothing and be happy about it. I'm pretty sure many of us would beg to differ, and so does Alex. But this whole idea that you're going to own nothing, right? Uh, I want to stop just for a moment and say, explain what God says about economic matters, right? He's got some pretty simple principles. When you follow him, you become an incredibly prosperous nation. Thou shalt not steal, okay? How are they planning to liberate all of our property from us if we're going to own nothing? It's going to involve a lot of stealing, okay? Uh, they don't call it stealing. They'll call it redistribution and things like this, but uh, it's still stealing. Uh, honest weights and measures, right? Don't deceive people. Don't trick people. Don't steal money from people by fraud. And then also, as Paul pointed out, if you don't work, you don't eat, okay? So we need to give you all a universal basic income so that you can lick the hand that feeds you. Now, the World Economic Forum is really big on this no property thing. This uh, lady here is the Danish environment minister, and they published a big article from her on the World Economic Forum website, Truly bonkers, that's a screenshot. How life could change in my city by 2030. She says, I don't own anything, including a home. And uh, she says, I have no real privacy. There's nowhere I can go and not be registered. I know that somewhere everything I do think and dream is being recorded. And then the problem, she says, is that there are people who don't like this. I'm serious, go read the article, okay? Uh, But so think about that, folks. You can't even think something without it being recorded. We're gonna get into some of these technologies in a moment. But first, let's stick to this property thing. Uh, Bill Clinton, you guys recognize this guy. Um, I bring him in to introduce Dr. Carol Quigley, a history professor at Georgetown University. And then, as a student at Georgetown, I heard that call clarified by a professor named Carol Quigley. Yeah, so obviously Carol Quigley is an important guy, and he wrote a book. Uh, he really saw himself as part of the deep state. He thought he was one of the elites. He was so proud of himself. He said they even let him look at their papers for a few years, their secret papers. And he writes this book, and he says, I, I really agree with almost everything they're doing. My chief difference of opinion is that they want to be secret, and I think they ought to be known. So I made this book. They got really mad at him for that, by the way. I guess he was probably kicked out of the club. But here's what he said about what they're working on. He says, The powers of financial capitalism had a far-reaching aim, nothing less than to create a world system of financial control in private hands, able to dominate the political system of each country and the economy of the world as a whole. Okay, this book was written decades ago. He says this system was going to be controlled in a feudalist fashion by the central banks of the world acting in concert at secret meetings and conferences. I'll tell you about some of those secret meetings in a moment. He says the apex of the system was going to be the Bank for International Settlements. Most people never heard of this. It's basically the central bank of the central banks. It's based in Switzerland, extremely powerful. And then he points out that the central banks are all private corporations, and he's right. Um, Now, feudalism, uh, for those of you who didn't learn this in school, this was the old economic system that reigned throughout much of the world, where basically you had a king, and the king had lords, and then everybody else got to be serfs. And so you owned nothing. And uh, you could occupy a little plot of land, and you could farm on it as long as you surrendered your children, your money, your wife, and your crops anytime your ruler, your overlord, demanded it. So that's what they're going back toward, folks. Neo-feudalism, and I'm not even exaggerating. Now, um, I I think fascism is a real good term to bring in here, too, and I'm not uh, just trying to be inflammatory. Uh, here's Klaus Schwab again. And uh, keep this in mind, uh, Benito Mussolini, the fascist dictator of Italy, he explained fascism as a merger, this is a direct quote, a merger of state and corporate power. Uh, here's Dr. Evil. And I conceptualized probably for the first time what is called now the multi-stakeholder concept, which means that business leaders should not only be accountable to and serve shareholders, but stakeholders, which means all those communities who have a stake in the company. And here, of course, you have governments, 
Okay, so businesses shouldn't just make money for their shareholders by satisfying the needs and wants of consumers by producing goods and services that people want to buy. They should serve governments, according to Klaus Schwab. That's interesting because Klaus Schwab is very proud of penetrating the cabinets of the governments. Watch. This um, notion to integrate young leaders uh, <coughs> is part of the World Economic Forum since many years. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names like Ms. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy right. form. Wow, he's so proud that Vladimir Putin and Angela Merkel and Justin Trudeau and presidents all over the world are all young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, it sounds like fascism to me, but then of course he's also very close to the commies. Here you see a picture of him in his office. He's got a bust of Vladimir Lenin, the mass murderer right there. Here he is with uh, Xi Jinping, the mass murdering dictator of communist China. Uh, and you know, our children are being taught that fascism and communism are basically opposites. That's ridiculous. Uh, if you put total government on one side of the spectrum and no government on the other, fascism and communism are very close cousins, if not siblings. Okay, and so that's how you could be a fascist and a communist basically at the same time. You just believe in total power for the government. Now, he's a very big fan of uh, Xi Jinping. China has made significant economic and social achievements under your leadership. In the first three quarters of 2021, China's economy grew by over 9%. Isn't that cute? So he loves Xi Jinping, and they put out press releases about how much they love each other. Now, the uh, Communist Youth Alliance of Communist China, it's basically the Youth League of the Communist Party of China, incidentally the most murderous regime to have ever existed on, in human history, mass persecutor of Christians. They've slaughtered about 100 million people, if you don't include the hundreds of millions dead in forced abortions. So Klaus Schwab thought it'd be a good idea to send a video congratulating the Communist Youth League in China, which brought together Communist Youth Leagues from all over the world, uh, and also so did the head of the United Nations. Now imagine, imagine them sending a, a congratulations statement to the young Republicans in America, for example, or to Trump supporters, right? Here they are. It is an honor to send greetings to the young participants of the World Youth Development Forum. My thanks to the All China Youth Federation for hosting this important gathering. I'm eager to see how the World Youth Development Forum will shape the youth agenda in China and the world. Yeah, so they're very fond of communism. And how do we explain this, right? You have super capitalists supposedly in bed with communists. This doesn't make sense. Well, back to uh, Carol Quigley, the author of Tragedy and Hope that Bill Clinton considered his mentor. He says there does exist, and there has existed for a generation, an international Anglophile network which operates to some extent in the way that the radical right believes the Communists Act. He says, in fact, this network, which we may identify as the roundtable groups, has no aversion to cooperating with communists, and frequently does so. Imagine that. The conspiracy theorists were right. Here's uh, Exhibit A, right? The Black Lives Matter. You all saw this. They, they were funded by the Fortune 500 companies, George Soros, the big foundations, all these capitalists throwing money at Black Lives Matter. And yet they're very proud to announce in public that they are communists. Listen, this is one of the three co-founders, Patrice Cullors. I also think that it might... Um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Trained Marxists. Quick, throw more capitalist money at them, right? Nike, Adidas, etc. Okay, now uh, the Vatican is also getting involved here. Uh, Pope Francis and the Rothschild banking dynasty, the most prominent banking dynasty in the world. Uh, they teamed up, and I'm going to show you the video in a minute, uh, and they announced this new Council on Inclusive Capitalism by the Vatican. And inclusive capitalism is basically, again, the merger of the state and the corporation. Uh, they say all global businesses are going to have to bow down to this model, and they're putting kind of a moral facade on this. 
Uh, you guys have probably heard of the ESG, the, the uh, Environmental, Social, and Governance, right? Again, companies should not be worried about making money for shareholders or satisfying the needs and wants of customers. They should be worried about the ESG targets set up by the government, okay? Uh, and, of course, they say one of the objectives here is equitable outcomes. Now, here's a little video they put out. It, it was much longer. I cut it down for our purposes, but... Okay, this was put out by the Vatican. È necessario urgente un sistema economico giusto, affidabile e in grado di rispondere alle sfide più radicali che l'umanità e il pianeta si trovano ad affrontare. We are answering Pope Francis's challenge to create more inclusive economies. Yeah, okay, so the Rothschilds, the biggest banking family in the world, is teaming up with the Pope to radically reform our global economic system, and we're going to have a great reset. Uh, last week, the Pope was meeting in Kazakhstan with religious leaders from all over the world, pagans, demon worshippers, all sorts of uh, major religions, they were having a good time. Now, uh, the next part of this, so we'll leave the feudalism and the no property behind. Let's go to the total surveillance. Now, we are already, folks, under total surveillance. If I had told you 10 or 15 years ago that almost every American would pay good money to carry around a portable surveillance device that could tell the government where they were standing, who they were with, who they were talking to, what they said, etc., you would have said that's totally preposterous, and yet it's here. Okay, so uh, things happen very quickly. Now, they're moving toward vaccine passports. Uh, my state banned them early on, but they are not done with this. The World Health Organization put this out. Uh, they want to create a harmonized global system for vaccine passports, and eventually they'll tie that to your social credit scores. Now, what's really amazing is they knew we were going to need vaccine passports before anybody had ever heard of COVID. 2018, I found this in the National Library of Medicine. We need a vaccine passport to improve vaccine coverage. Oh, we also have the European Commission. It's kind of the legislative and executive branch of the European Union. They put this out in May of 2019. Right here you see in 2022, we need a common vaccine passport for all EU citizens. And next up will be microchips for everybody. Here they are promoting it on NBC Fake News. When Elias Brotberger goes to work, he doesn't need ID. And he doesn't need money. In fact, much of what he needs to get through the day is hidden right there, just below the surface, in his hand. You like to touch it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's yeah. like a grain of rice. Yeah, a grain of rice. Embedded in his hand is a microchip that serves as his keys, his ID, and his wallet. All right, exciting, right? Coming soon to a theater near you. Uh, now, here they are promoting it so you can have your vaccine passport embedded right under your skin. Implants are a very versatile technology that can be used for many different things. And uh, right now, it's very convenient to have a COVID passport always accessible on your implant. Okay, just scan it with a smartphone and presto, you can do your shopping. Okay? So... Obviously, most of you, I think, are thinking, well, I'm not taking one of those things. What in the world? That's crazy, right? Well, that's why they have a better-than-cash alliance. See, cash is bad. You might get COVID from cash, and so they have this... You know, we're up against the break here. Obviously, the audio, what you were listening to there, was from videos Alex was sharing on stage on the big screen. Now, if you order today's presentation on DVD, you will actually get to see those who are talking possibly better understand all of the information that Alex is presenting. Alex Newman exposing the Great Reset is available on DVD by calling our switchboard during regular business hours 1-800-729-9829. 1-800-729-9829. You may also order online at crosstalkamerica.com. Alex will continue here in just a moment. How about a fourth industrial revolution? Joe Biden talked about it. Stay with us. Year after year, generation after generation, we as Americans enjoy the right and opportunity to let our voices be heard through the election of our governing officials. With over 200 years of peaceful transition from one elected body to another, the stability of America's republic stands alone among nations. Our founders pledged their life, their fortune, and their sacred honor in the establishment of this nation. Our country's founding documents have guided this nation and are the substance by which today's laws are judged. Do you own a copy of the Constitution? Documents of Freedom is a pocket-sized booklet containing the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and all other amendments passed. 
The booklet also features the Declaration of Independence and Washington's Farewell. Documents of Freedom is available for a donation of $5 or more to VCY America and can be made by calling 1-800-729-9829. That's 1-800-729-9829. Exposing the Great Reset. The rally held in September of 2022 with Alex Newman in Southeast Wisconsin. It will take both today and tomorrow's crosstalk programs in order to bring it all to you. And with the world in the sad shape that it currently is, we believe this information needs to be given. And as you will see, if you stay with us, Alex will point us toward the good news that there still is. Now, where did we leave off? Oh, yeah, Alex was talking about the mark of the beast. No, not the mark of the beast. Well, we don't think so anyway. But he was talking about digital currency and even having your personal data implanted in you. So they have this new global alliance. It was actually founded in 2012, long before anybody ever heard of COVID. It's a global partnership committed to moving away from cash toward digital payments. Somehow that's supposed to reduce poverty. They don't ever quite explain that. Here's some of the partners. Bill and Melinda Gates of Hell Foundation, Communist Dictatorship of Vietnam, the big credit card companies, the United Nations, the State Department, and all the usual suspects. Folks, they are moving us away from cash very rapidly, and it's happening under the leadership of the Bank for International Settlements. Carol Quigley introduced us to them earlier. Remember them? Here's an article in Reuters. The U.S. Central Bank is looking into it, and they admit that the BIS, the Bank for International Settlements in Switzerland, is paving the way for this. We've got multiple central banks working on this, and uh, this was a, an executive order that the, uh, Obama, or the Biden administration put out on March 9, 2022. My administration, this is directly from the text, places the highest urgency on research and development efforts for the deployment options of a United States central bank digital currency. So think about this for a minute, folks. What happens when you have no cash? You can be shut out of the system anytime. You cannot transact at all without being monitored, tracked, controlled, and getting permission from government and from the banks. Okay? So that's where they're going. Now, the end goal of all this, uh, Dr. Evil put this nice and succinctly for us. Here he is at the uh, Council on Global Affairs. It's at the end what, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. So at the end of the fourth industrial revolution, we'll have a fusion of our digital and our biological and our physical identities. You guys like my Klaus Schwab impersonation? <laughs> they need to be mocked. I mean, seriously, this stuff is so bad. Uh, so here he is uh, introducing his buddy, Joe Biden. I'm very honored and pleased to introduce the Honorable Joe Biden, the Vice President. Okay. Here's Joe Biden. You've written extensively on the topic that you've asked me to speak to. Mastering the Fourth Industrial Revolution. All right, so the Fourth Industrial Revolution. This just happened last week. As I was putting this together, I'm like, the news just keeps coming. Okay, so this was an executive order issued by Joe Biden or his handlers on September 12th, literally last week. Uh, it calls for a whole-of-government approach to advance biotechnology and biomanufacturing. It's going to solve all of our problems. Who needs God? Uh, and this is a direct quote, again, from the text. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way we write software and program computers. You can find this on the White House website. I'm not making it up. So Klaus Schwab wrote a whole book on the fourth industrial revolution. It is absolutely bonkers. But uh, what he says is these technologies that are all around us, the smartphones, etc., uh, they're not just going to become part of the physical world. They are going to become part of us. He says some of us already feel like our smartphones are extensions of ourselves. Well, today's external devices, our wearables, our virtual reality headsets, will almost certainly become implantable in our bodies and in our brains. Again, from Klaus Schwab in his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. Uh, if you speak French, you'll get this. Otherwise, you have subtitles. Here he is talking about the brain implants that he's looking forward to sticking in our heads. Aujourd'hui, au bout de ça, on parle de puces qu'on pourra s'implanter. Ce sera quand ça Certainement dans les dix années à venir. Et d'abord, on va les implanter dans nos vêtements, uh -huh. c'est-à-dire wearables, comme on le dit. 
Et après, on pourrait s'imaginer qu'on les implante dans nos cerveaux ou dans nos topos. Et à la fin, peut-être il y a une communication directe entre notre cerveau et le monde digital. And then there's going to be direct communication between our brains and the digital world. That's Klaus Schwab, his words. Here it is from his book. He says uh, that law enforcement might want to use these techniques to assess the likelihood of criminal activity. You scan your brain and make sure you're not one of those people who don't like the Great Reset, okay? Uh, he says governments might even require a detailed brain scan to assess an individual's security risk. And by that, they mean you don't like the Great Reset, not you're going to go blow something up or kill people. Uh, now, some of you are thinking, that's crazy, that stuff's never going to happen, that's bad science fiction. Well, back in the 1960s, they were already working on these sorts of technologies. Here's a video. Electronic mind control research is not new. A scientific milestone in this area came in the 1960s when Dr. Jose Delgado demonstrated remote control over a charging bull. Remote control of a charging bull in the 1960s, folks. Uh, this actually just came out from Rockefeller University in 2017. It's a press release. It's called Flipping a Switch Inside the Head. And this is a direct quote from the press release. Ready your tinfoil hats. Mind control is not as far-fetched an idea as it may seem in Jeffrey Friedman's laboratory. It happens all the time. Though the subjects are mice and not people, <laughs> for now. Okay. Uh, he says that this method uh, relies on a green fluorescent protein from a jellyfish, a peculiar antibody from a camel, squishy bags of iron particles, and the cellular equivalent of a door made from a membrane-piercing protein, all delivered and installed by a, drumroll please, genetically engineered virus. Where have we heard that recently? Now, again, these technologies, folks, are already here. Uh, Elon Musk, I know he's probably got some fans in the audience. Uh, not saying he's good or bad, but he's working on technology now to connect your brain to the computer systems. Listen. So uh, going into the Neuralink architecture, uh, what we've done over the past year is dramatically simplify the device. So we, 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 about a year ago, we had a device which uh, had uh, uh, m multiple parts, including a piece that... It had to sort of sit behind your ear, um, and it was it was it was complex, and you and you wouldn't still look totally normal. You'd have a thing behind your ear. So um, we've simplified this to simply something that is uh, about the size of a large coin, um, and it it goes uh, in your skull, replaces a piece of skull. All right, you guys ready to have a piece of your skull replaced with a microchip that'll be wired into your brain? Okay. Crazy stuff, but this is happening right now as we speak, folks. Here it is being demonstrated on a pig. They're already using it on humans also, though. So, uh, in, in, in terms of additional uh, brain-reading activity, uh, when we have, um, say, um, one of our pigs on a treadmill, <laughs> pig on a treadmill, <laughs> um, it's a funny, funny concept, really. Um, and we uh, take the, the readings from the neurons, and we try to predict the position of the joints. Yeah, look how good it's predicting, right? Uh, and now, finally, this is the creepiest part. Now they're going to write on the brain. Listen. Now, in terms of, of writing to the brain or stimulating neurons, uh, we obviously need pr precise control of the electric field in, in space and time. We need a wide range of current for different brain regions. All right, so, so what do you do once you're hooked up to the Borg, right? Once your brain is wirelessly connected to the digital world. Uh, well, you can go live in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse, okay? Because the universe that God created was just... Eh, not good enough. Mark Zuckerberg's got a new and improved version. Uh, you can go move there, and uh, he can be your overlord. Check it out. Imagine you put on your glasses or headset, and you're instantly in your home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just got to find something to wear. So you don't need to own anything if you right. live in the metaverse anyway, right? Look how fun it's going to be. Whoa. See, I want to join, right? Uh, now, unfortunately, you can't go in there. You have to go in as an avatar, is what they say. And so I looked up avatar real quick, and this is the first thing I found. It's a concept within Hinduism that in Sanskrit literally means descent. It signifies the material appearance or incarnation of a deity on earth. So hold that thought. Now, I want to introduce you to Yuval Noah Harari. Um, 
Good buddy of Klaus Schwab, huge uh, influential figure within the World Economic Forum. His work is endorsed by Angela Merkel, Barack Obama, the heads of the United Nations. I mean, he's a big, big deal. Uh, he's uh, probably, if not the leading scribbler for transhumanism, certainly in the top three. And here he is explaining what the future will look like for us animals. We need to reinvent democracy for this new era in which humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. That's over, okay, you hackable animals. You quit thinking you have a soul. Quit thinking you get to choose things. That's great. He actually, I mean, I've got so many videos from this guy. So what are we going to do with all these useless people? Seriously. Um, now, they are promoting this madness to our children in school, in entertainment. Uh, this is from a show called uh, Years and Years. It's produced by BBC, but it's aired all over the world. Millions, tens of millions of young people all over the planet have seen this. And uh, this little girl, Bethany, one of the main characters, uh, she's trying to explain to her parents how awesome it's going to be to be transhuman. But her parents are like troglodytes, and, you know, they just don't get it. So here she is explaining it. These are interaction notes. If I use this finger, I can open all the doors at work, no ID. And if I just scan this in the shop, I can pay for anything up to a thousand pounds. And look, Dad, Mom, I've just taken your photo. Send and send. It doesn't need the sound effect. I just... Pretty creepy. Okay. Now the microchip in her brain. Can't feel a thing. They inserted the tiniest wafer into my brain. Look at the result. Synced us up. No keyboard. I don't need a keyboard ever again. You did that by thinking. It can't read my mind. Not yet, but the wafer tracks activity in the neural pathway and micro-movements in the retina to predict what I'm thinking. But that is reading your mind. Oh, whoops. Uh, and now, the best part, you're going to find out how amazingly awesome it is to have a microchip in your brain. Listen. So when I combine all of that, joy in my head it is absolute joy all right sign me up i want some of that right <laughs> um, now at the very very end of the series they, you find out that actually maybe transhumanism wasn't that great after they've already indoctrinated all the little kids to think it's awesome uh, so they're doing this in school too and they've been working on these ideas for a long time now um I've got a lot of resources in the back on education. This has been one of my big passions because the main weapon that they are using to bring the world into submission to this evil agenda is the education system or what passes for an education system. But uh, the UN now has what they call a world core curriculum. It was written by this guy here, Robert Mueller, Assistant Secretary General. And uh, he admitted in the foreword to, these, uh, to this world core curriculum for the teacher's manual, he said the underlying philosophy upon which it's based will be found in the books of Alice Bailey by the Tibetan teacher, Javal Cool. Cool. Right? Until you find out Alice Bailey was actually the founder of the Lucifer Publishing Company. True story. Uh, now they call it the Lucius Trust because Lucifer Publishing was just a little bit too obvious. And then this Tibetan teacher turns out is not Tibetan, not a teacher, not even a human being. Alice Bailey claimed to be communicating with spiritual entities. She called them ascended masters. And they were dictating all this madness to her, including her book, Education in the New Age. Um, this is what she said. World citizenship should be the goal of the enlightened with a world federation and a world brain. How could she have even conceived of a world brain generations ago? Well, she had some help from her demons. Um, and if you open up your Bible, you'll find out these are not ascended masters, right? They're demons. Uh, the problem is to uh, synthesize Marxism and neo-scholasticism and to use the methods of John Dewey, the founding father of what passes for a public school system in this country. Now, uh, Bill Gates of hell, uh, he's a central player in all this. He went over in 2004 to UNESCO headquarters in Paris and signed an agreement with UNESCO to create global education standards, global curricula, global teacher training programs, and global technological systems to make it all possible. We will pick it back up right after this. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Now it has gone international. The sad video out of the Mid-South, where I live, of daycare workers putting on a scream horror mask and getting into the face and literally screaming in the face of little toddlers and then chasing them around the room, horrifying them from one classroom to the other. As I said, the video has gone international. 
I talked to the sheriff's department for that county and was told last Friday that daycare has been closed while they're under investigation. But what does this say about our culture? What is happening to the children of America? Apparently, if they're not being aborted, they're being encouraged to be shot up with a COVID-19 shot that has had horrible effects on people of all ages. What has happened to the fact that we don't seem to value children? Jesus talked a lot about children, that the kingdom of heaven is filled with children. What it says about our culture is we're a debased culture that doesn't respect life or the little ones. Wow, that previous segment was chock full of information covering the fourth industrial revolution, genetic engineering technology, how our digital technology today may not just be something we physically hold in our hands, but something physically implanted into our bodies. Transhumanism? No doubt you need to get this DVD, see the whole presentation in its entirety. We'll tell you how when we close out today here in just a few more minutes. Now, a moment ago, Alex was talking about Bill Gates. And Bill Gates is very interested in your children's education. Now, uh, Bill Gates of hell, uh, he's a central player in all this. He went over in 2004 to UNESCO headquarters in Paris and signed an agreement with UNESCO to create global education standards, global curricula, global teacher training programs, and global technological systems to make it all possible. And then he came back to America, and within two years, he starts pumping millions of dollars into this abomination we know today as Common Core. You guys have probably heard of it, right? Um, here's a commercial that they put out. Okay, Bill Gates funded this, and they're very proud of what the Common Core is going to do. So you don't have to take my word for it. Here's what they Up say. Up until now, it's been pretty hard to tell how well kids are competing in school and how well they're going to do when they get out of school. Is a girl in your neighborhood being taught as much as her friend over in the next one? Is a graduating senior in, say, St. Louis as prepared to get a job as the graduate in Shanghai? Well, it turns out the answer to both of these questions is no. Because for years, states have been setting different standards for what students should know and be able to do at each grade level. What we really need are clear goals. That's where the Common Core state standards come in. The standards are consistent from school to school, and they match up against international standards, too. Now we know how we're doing compared to just about everyone. So even though local communities will still design their own curriculum, with the same rules, everybody can compete on the same kind of staircase. Isn't that cute? So in 2019, the United Nations met in Beijing, and they came up with the International Declaration on Artificial Intelligence in Education. Here's a little sneak preview for you. It's a government brainwash camp in China. Teachers at this primary school in China know exactly when someone isn't paying attention. These headbands measure each student's level of concentration. The information is then directly sent to the teacher's computer and to parents. All right, isn't that cute? And then the next step, of course, will be the implanted microchip, where they replace a little piece of your skull, as Elon Musk put it. Now, I want to talk about the genetic engineering component of this, too. You know, our DNA is literally a computer program that was written by God. It is incredibly complex. There's nothing that humans can create that is even remotely as complex and magnificent as DNA. And yet these geniuses have decided that God did it wrong. They're going to fix us and all the other creatures that God created. So they've got this thing called CRISPR, where uh, they are bragging they're going to be able to change our DNA. Here's Dr. Evil again. You see, the difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. If you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example, it's you who exactly. are changing. Yeah. And they're not kidding, right? It literally changes the computer program, the programming that God wrote to create you. Now, Bill Gates loves this. He wrote this article in 2018 for Foreign Affairs. It's the magazine of the Council on Foreign Relations. We'll come back to them. And um, he said, we need to start genetic engineering people, crops, animals, because, again, God didn't know what he was doing, right? He doesn't say that explicitly, but it's clear. And uh, the New York Times was writing about this in 2015, where they have uh, these vaccines they can use, so I'm quoting here, to deliver synthetic genes into the muscles of monkeys. The scientists are essentially re-engineering the animals. This was 2015. The New York Slimes was reporting this. Now here's Bill Gates bragging about it. I pulled this off of his YouTube channel. One final way that's new and is promising is called the RNA vaccine. With RNA and DNA, instead of putting that shape in, you put instructions in the code to make that shape. 
Okay, yeah, I think I'll just let God write the instructions and uh, Bill Gates, forget it. Right? Uh, now, adding another level of creepiness to this idea is Bill Gates' obsession with this crazy idea that there's too many of us on the planet. Don't take my word for it. Here he is giving a TED Talk. Uh, first, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Okay, so if we do a really great job on vaccines and murdering babies in the womb, maybe we can reduce the population by 10 or 15%. Yeah, thank you, but uh, take your weird products out of here. Okay, now here's the head scientist from Moderna bragging about how they can now hack the software of life. As I've trained as a physician scientist, we've been living this phenomenal digital and scientific revolution. And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life and that it's changing the way we think about prevention and treatment of disease. So here's all the biology you need to know in 30 seconds. Our body is made out of organs. Our organs are made out of cells. And in every cell, there's this thing called messenger RNA, or mRNA for short, that transmits the critical information from the DNA, our genes, to the protein, which is really the stuff we're all made out of. This is the critical information that determines what a cell will actually do. And so we think of it like an operating system. And it's not just in every cell of our body, it's actually in every cell of every organism alive. It's the same thing. Okay, so now that sinful fallen man can hack the software of life, what is he doing with this technology? Well. A baby from three parents. True story. A human mouse combining human DNA with mouse DNA. It's in uh, fake media. The New York Post. They're creating biologically engineered super soldiers. That's exciting. Now, this is from The Guardian, a, a very radical left-wing mainstream publication in the UK. And uh, here's their headline. Beyond our ape-brained meat sacks, that's, that's our bodies, by the way, can transhumanism save our species? And the answer is, of course, no, only Jesus Christ can. But um, this is the kind of stuff they're imagining, folks. They want to save themselves. They want to become gods. They want to have eternal life. But they don't want to do that through the only way, the only name available to us. They want to do it through their own power. Now, here's Bethany. We met her earlier talking about how she's going to live forever. I want to live forever as information because that's what transhumans are, Mom. Not male or female. Better. Where I'm going, there's no life or death. There's only data. I will be data. Exciting. <laughs> You're going to live forever as data. For a DVD copy of Exposing the Great Reset with Alex Newman, call us during business hours at 1-800-729-9829. 1-800-729-9829. Ask for the DVD Exposing the Great Reset. Audio CDs of the presentation are available as well. God willing, part two tomorrow. For Jim Schneider, I'm Dalton Windsor. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.